welcome to Podcast for Supply, episode 208. I'm one of your hosts, Cal, and as always, I'm joined by a man who asked me why do clumsy farmers make good DJs? They're always dropping beats. <laughs> that was a ridiculous joke, and I, I didn't think it would make me laugh as I much as it did. I didn't think you'd like That's that one. Dan. Hello. That's a callback, Dan. To an old ringtone? No, our, our old original podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought you were doing the, the Nokia, like... <laughs> no, that's what I was doing this. I thought you were doing that. It was the little mixy thing from our first intro. Is that how we did it, with a mixy thing? A yeah, it was like... And then it's just you going, podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a while ago. Fuck me. Well, speaking of, Callum, this is episode 211, I think it was. Eight. I've just said oh. it. <laughs> 208, that was it, yeah. Um, how, how have we come this far? Nobody knows. If, if there was a lot more restrictions on the internet, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Monetization. <laughs> yeah, because it was that good. <laughs> yeah, it's like never mind the buzzcocks. Can't say cocks on the internet, can you <gasps> fucking cunt? But we've got because we've just been going for so long on this, and everyone loves us. Um, we've got a very special guest. Today, Callum. Do. As uh, 2021 has been sort of the uh, the year of interviews that we've managed to sort out, um, we managed to look out with a very fun, very background appropriate gentleman. You'll you'll know when you presumably read the thumbnail <laughs> title for the video. What are you going on there. about? <laughs> <laughs> we've got a great interview with a great guy. Uh, he we'll he deserved a far better build up. <laughs> No, I think that's appropriate. It's more in line with our style. <laughs> He'd love it. Yeah. But no, we do. That, love that's it. coming up very, very shortly. Um, we've got a couple of things we're going to chat about first, and then uh, then we're going to jump over to... Name me one, mate. Name me one, because I can't think of anything. Spider-Man. I bought my tickets. Oh, okay. I haven't, as of yet. No. <laughs> I'm, the only thing... I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the cinema immediately to watch it I might I might leave it a little bit because oh. presumably because I just have to take the day off work because I don't want to go on a weekend like a fool but the only thing that I'm actually like thinking I need to see that like as soon as physically possible is the Matrix both mate both could do both I guess I just I've, I've got someone lined up to go to the Matrix with me the, the, but the only one I've taken a hit lined up to is Ghostbusters I can't Ooh. get a babysitter for all of them so I watched Ghostbusters yesterday. The first the one. The first one. It is still brilliant. Yeah, still great. I, I just, there's nothing wrong with it. Other than it's just a bit CGI janky, but... Yeah, but you know, yeah, it's like, it is super old. Mm-hmm. It's to be expected. Just like you. Pretty much. <laughs> super janky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, so I bought my, I bought my Spider-Man tickets. Um, Amazing. I am... I'm not going on the Wednesday, because I'd have to... Bu- I'd have to yeah, use a holiday day and stuff, so I'm going to go on the Friday instead. Um, but yeah, all booked, all done. Babysitter's all sorted. Dobby's booked the day off work, so we're going to go watch Spider Moon. And then Excellent. I'll take Logan in the new year. Well, I think the last time you've, or well, the last few times you've been to the cinema, there's not been anybody there. 
Well, when we went, what did I go see last? Bond. Yes. Um, and it's just you and Zoe. It, it that people came in, but like as the film was starting, but there's still only about twenty people. There still wasn't many who all decided to still sit in the designated seats, which was by us. Like fuck off! There's a fucking empty cinema, man. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but uh, no, I think it was Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, I'll send you the updates of when people were coming in and stuff, um, hmm. because we got there quite early. Um, for whatever reason but we got there like really early and obviously there was no one there and then just as the trailers started people started coming in I'm like god dang it <laughs> there should be a cutoff point there should be like I think there needs to be far much more there needs to be more rigorous policing in cinemas well, than there is I will say I wish I had got there later for Bond because we literally we sat and waited um, like the lights were uh, late going down then we sat for about 20 minutes of adverts then we sat through all the trailers then the film started I think like the showing was like I don't know like 1 o'clock or something the film didn't start till like quarter to 2 it was Jesus. well late and then it was about 17,000 hours long <laughs> well you've got to pay for all those those minutes of bond haven't you yeah, but it'd be like it's all those paid promotion and whatever it's, it'd be a, like a really proper like Tarrant on TV style advert absolutely unrelated and they'd be like this brand of electric car well, there, was no, there wasn't even a car on the advert <laughs> like, yeah it's more about the feeling that you get from the car and then the only one that did have um, was an advert for oh, what's the beer that's in the new Bond film Heineken could be Heineken I'm not 100% they, sure I think they've, they've done a couple of promotions with Heineken I yeah, think it, it could be but that entire advert is an Aston Martin driving around. And then it's just like, Heineken, the drink bon- and drive. Bon's beer. Like, well, you're just promoting drink driving in a very fast car. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably, James Bond drinks and drives, but then he's also got a license to kill. Yes. So if he does run someone over, he can be like, no, I've got, I've, I've got I think that's what it is. It's just like, driving, license to kill. <laughs> No, I think it's just that if he if he hits someone on a crosswalk because he's had a few too many martinis or whatever, and they're like, oh my God, you killed this kid. You're like, oh, he's a terrorist. Yeah, it was the only explanation. Don't check his ID probably or anything. A, <laughs> probably, a, probably a Spectre agent. <laughs> Young Spectre agent or something like that. Also, I've got a gun. Yeah, so, so fuck you. You try anything, I'm just going to shoot you because I've got a license to kill. Don't forget that part. I just watched you shoot that guy, terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a perfect get out of jail free card. I don't know why we need to stop saying one. terrorist. Oh, yeah, because of all the mass shootings, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, but the, the big thing I wanted to talk about, Dan, was a very big thing. I had a fucking tree fall over at the weekend. <laughs> oh, mate. In England... Presumably the whole of Great Britain, actually, now that I think about I think it, because it, it was yeah. pretty fucking awful everywhere. There was a big old storm called Irwin or Irving storm or something like Irwin. that. What was it called? Was it? Yeah, I'm sure it was Irwin. Yeah, um, it battered uh, most of the country and froze afterwards as well, just to fuck everyone over even a little bit more. So I went to Birmingham um, on Saturday just gone. He didn't intend to. He, he stepped outside and just got blown away. <laughs> blown away. I was wearing a big jacket and just caught the wind and just, woof, gone. Um, no, I went to the Good Food Show on mm. Birmingham. We'll talk about that in a bit. But on the way, like as we went past, like we sort of came out of Manchester and just sort of hit the Midlands, the border, border of snow. Yeah. There was just snow and ice everywhere. Like we had to, like, there was just an entire just convoy of one lane on the motorway 
uh, with a truck, like a Morrison's truck, right at the front that was sort of like guiding the path. Because if anyone slowed down, they did not stop because they just kept on going. And it is terrifying when you're just sort of like on the motorway yeah. and someone in like a Range Rover or something. So some like in a car that's specifically designed for that kind of weather. So they just sort of breezing past as they sort of went room past a normal motorway speed, bear in mind. Um, all of the sort of like sludge and ice and stuff just got sprayed all over the car. We all shit ourselves because we thought like a car had hit us or something. But that, 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 I bet that old boy was just sort of like, this is great. This is why I bought yeah. Maureen. This is why I bought this bloody car. It just power through. It was terrifying, mate. I, I saw some like big old trees that had been blown over by the side of the road. But, um, the, the, the best thing of it was we didn't notice. So, like, <laughs> So we got all Logan's treehouse was suddenly yeah he, he, he was just he was in the mud like, oh. I thought this wood bit in the kitchen <laughs> but um like Zoe had got up and she'd like let the dogs out and that and then I got up a couple hours later who Zoe who 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 uh, the dogs out. there you go um yeah I mean it'd have been quite it'd have been quite dark when she did that anyway but um I got up Logan wanted some breakfast chilled in the kitchen making his breakfast took him in the living room he sat down to eat and I never I don't it's very rare I have breakfast I was like oh, quite, I fancy some toast and she walked in the kitchen got the bread turned around looked out the window and went the fuck <laughs> so I ran outside and uh, it's like it's like a 30-40 foot tree just gone straight through um, the, the fence going to my neighbour behind and the fence to the neighbours to the right of me and I literally walked up the tree to assess the damage of like obviously what had happened gone in um like it was like you need to come and have a look at this fucking tree Zoe and then uh long story short like insurance and that didn't doesn't cover fences and stuff only covers the house um sheds outhouses that kind of thing um so, so I annoyingly it fell in the one direction where you wouldn't get any money back yeah basically I mean it's the direction I wanted it to go I didn't want it to come to the house but um, you could have got a whole new conservatory in that built in yeah, I'd have nowhere to live for however long it takes. Stay with me for a bit, you'd be all right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'd get to Logan to and from school with ease. No, just it's homeschool. You just do Zoom calls. They've been doing that for like a year, man. To be fair, probably could get away with that, given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I had to go and buy a chainsaw and all the all the protective equipment. Don't mess around with it. Health and safety. Cut it up. Made some cool... Uh, placemats and coasters because it was also my wedding anniversary at the weekend Um, because it was six years it was wood which is very apt because you can't get a boner that as well I also made a a phallus shaped (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, wooden item but uh, yeah that's it (laughs) that's all I say I was just very angry I've been very angry all weekend oh right Um, well uh, to be an antithesis to that I had a great weekend. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, I had a great weekend, mate. I text Dan and I sent him a picture of this fucking tree through the through the <laughs> fence, and uh, I was just like, "Great start to the weekend." And I was gen, I was fucking livid. And then I get a reply after Dan's going, "Cool, this is my weekend." And he's at a good food show, like, "Yeah, yeah." Cheers, Dan. I was literally as I as I picked my phone up, um, I just <laughs> finished. Uh, watching Nadia Hussein, you know the, the woman who won like Bake Off, yeah, how many years ago? Like quite successful now. Uh, we watched her like make a, like a burger out of Bombay mix, <laughs> um, 
and uh, a cake that I didn't really like the look of, but it looked alright. Did right. you get to try it? No. Oh. <laughs> like they don't just just sort of like just throw bits of cake out no, into I, the crowd I, I, I just for people to snack on. <laughs> I didn't know I mean, if, they, I'd, I'd if love you it could if, like, did, if you could buy any no. of the stuff after. Uh, no, no. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many like stalls and stuff like that. Um, so wow. I went with a couple of friends and um, the lady friend. We'll just leave it at that. Um, she'd already like, she was because we've been before a couple of years ago, um, and they really pissed me off uh, on that <laughs> on that particular trip. And I, they know about <laughs> this, and she apologised again like a couple of months ago, just saying it. I don't know why she was thinking about it. Probably just after we were discussing this one or paying it. But basically, they spent about an hour and a half, or it felt like about four hours, like talking to like garden furniture salesmen who were like selling garden furniture there. And I was just like, I'm hungry, and there's just like there's people giving away food, and I'm just, I'm sat here just waiting for you to buy garden furniture. <laughs> this isn't why I came. That was the whole sort of vibe. And then like she, I, I can't remember why, but she messaged me out of the blue the other day and was just like. I'm really sorry for that. It was such a shitty thing to do. Like, it's clear. I mean, they bought it from them eventually. Not at that point, which really pissed me off as well because it was like all of that. So they didn't, didn't even buy it. No, they they eventually they did buy the furniture from them. Um, but um, they were there again this year though. So I was just sort of like, you fucking stick with. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was uh, like to kind of make up. She said that there's two stalls here. I'm not going to tell you what they are. I just want you to find them. And we'll just, you know, just just something that I think you'll enjoy. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I've, I've been talking about, like, getting, like, a nice knife, like a nice kitchen knife or something like that. And there's quite a few different stores that right. sell, like, like Japanese, like, folded steel Ooh. knives. Like, these things, like, they'll cut through a chicken with no, like, just, whoop, and you just have the whole thing in half. <laughs> like, I went for, like, the most solid thing in the world. <laughs> No, I mean like a, a normal, actual, full-size live chicken, right. like chicken breast. A spoon could cut through that. <laughs> but you know, like they're just like they're just like you could just they're just so sharp. And I was just like, oh, you know, well, as previously discussed, you know, when I was at the Star Trek thing, a bit more cash on the on the go at the moment, so I could treat myself. Maybe I will get myself a nice knife if that's what she's thinking of. I didn't in the end, but that wasn't what she was talking about. Um, when we got there, because we are sort of like. Um, our slot because of covid and like yeah, there's yeah. like a staggered entry sort of thing we got there at about half nine ish um in the morning so it took us about two hours to get there which means that we're leaving mine at about quarter past seven <laughs> not a good move for me on a saturday um a saturday's my day off i don't want to get up at that time for anything um but we got there and then there was no one there like there was it felt like there was about 40 people that were just sort of just milling about and every, like all of the other stalls they had like three or four members of staff or like people who worked for the business or whatever who were there who were just waiting they were just <laughs> waiting for just someone to make eye contact <laughs> so they could just grab them and bring them in just like here come and buy our thing or whatever um so you, you were sort of walking around like this because if you if you looked at anyone they'd reel you in or they'd be like oh here's a goodie why don't you just oh like the fucking child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang <laughs> um, was it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang yeah the creepy lollipop man yeah um, <laughs> I but was, the fir- I broke and I there was someone who had like a big sort of like calendar thing like Christmas uh, advent calendar and it's popcorn and you know popcorn I think like gourmet and special fancy popcorn yeah. or whatever it's made you know over the last year or two it's you know it's kind of made a bigger thing than just sort of like you know stuff at the cinema um 
so they were just like, oh, you know, it's only like 35 quid. And it's like, oh, that is kind of nice. But I don't really like... 35 you know, pounds for popcorn. But it's like it's like a bag in each door and like all these different flavours. Oh, so it's not like a single popcorn. <laughs> no, but by the time you get to number 25 it'd be stale no, and awful that's what I see like like a, like a chocolate advent calendar you do get a packet of chocolates do you no. no it'd be like it'd be like a little bag I reckon about that sort of size it was like smushed into each one I was like I'm not really an advent calendar sort of person so no but if you've got any good you know individual ones you know because I like a sweet popcorn some yeah. people like a I salty popcorn. popcorn I don't yeah. you know I prefer, I, I prefer a sweet one I nice, like sweet. nice and sugared um, and then they were just like, oh, here's the range. And then it was like all the savoury stuff here, which was like Marmite, like goat's cheese and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I ain't touching any of that. But then they were just sort of like handing out samples of just like, oh, here's like, um, ooh, salted caramel. Delicious. I was like, I'll buy one of those right now. Thank you. Um, and they were like, oh, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's an offer. It's like two for, it was like one for three quid or like six for or whatever. You know, do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like a staggered, you know, the more you buy, the cheaper it is, sort yeah. of thing. But I'm no fool, so I'm not, I'm not buying 12 of these fuckers because, you know, they're not going to be particularly healthy. Um, so the person I was with, and I was like, you pick out two, I'll pick out two. There's the four. It's like a tenner yeah. or whatever. Sorted. So I got like a fancy, uh, like, it was like chocolate. It was like a macadamia nut chocolate vanilla thing. Delicious. Mm. They've already gone, by the way. Um, and the salty caramel ones as well because they were real. They were real good. And then as soon as I had this bag and I was just like, this is literally like, we sort of like come in, just turn to the right and we just sort of like, oh, it's like selling saucepans over here. Oh, they're doing that. But again, we was sort of like, oh, there's no one here. We better be careful. Otherwise yeah. we're going to get nabbed by everybody. And um, went around the first corner. Obviously, as I was looking around the corner, made eye contact with a woman. I was like, shit, <laughs> she's got me. So I could track to And I was, just like, it, like, I was just like, it worked because I'm, I'm here and I'm so excited and I just they've just given me free stuff and like it's it's just a it's just like a great deal of sales. It's just sort of like what cost you a tenner? <laughs> yeah, but for what for good food? Yeah, no, you say I got free stuff. Yeah, they give out samples and stuff. You're not obliged to buy anything. Oh right, I thought you. I thought you just got the popcorn. You're like, I can't believe I got this. <laughs> I just opened it there and then. No, no. No, no, no. They're sort of like, oh, you know, here's like a variety of six. Which ones do you want to try? I'll try that one, try that one. You go, oh, okay, well, actually, they're not for me. And you can walk away. There's no obligation. But can you walk away? When you're though? the only people there, it's kind of a bit more pressure on you. But they were delicious as well. And I wouldn't have bowed down to pressure if I didn't like whatever it was. <laughs> and I was just like, this is a bad precedent. Because now I know that anything that I see, because... At this point in my life, money's no object, so it's fine. I'll buy, yeah, I'll buy for thirty-five-pound advent calendar full of popcorn. Yeah, sure, why not? But I was just like, oh, this is this sets a bad tone for the day because now I'm just going to see a thing and go, I'll have four of those, please, straight yeah. away. And we did probably about a quarter of a lap. It's a big old, it's at the NEC in yeah, Birmingham, yeah, it's so it's place. big old, you know, exhibition hall. We sort of like went around a corner, and then there was one of the stores that they'd they knew about and it was a biltong store and it was these two south african guys and i think that they were still halfway through setting up the store because they sure didn't seem ready for me because i was zipping up i was like oh my god <laughs> went straight for it and they were like oh um do you know you know you know much about like biltong and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have a thing or two <laughs> i yeah i eat quite a lot of jerky like lay it on me come on and then like they fucked off 
like after a while i think it, it was basically it was just a reversal of what happened i wasn't there for like four hours though come on <laughs> but it, it was just like i'll try every one of them and the ones that i'm into i'll buy them all and then bought like a graze box that had like um like dried like it was like salted like like snow salted almonds mm. and uh, like dried mango and then like this this stuff called mangosteen i think it is we like get, some berry that was made boxes. into a juice i like the graze boxes huh? so we we get graze boxes delivered uh, well, it no, it's not a, it's not from that company, but it's the same it's kind of thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just filled with bits to eat, yeah. you know. Um, so I bought five bags of biltong. So there was like like an original and like a chili. They had a cal- do you know what a California Reaper is, Callum? I do because um, we had a um, it's like jelly beans, but it was all peppers. And you have to spin. Okay. The, you have to spin the thing, and it lands on it. And I, I realised if you don't bite it, there's no taste. So I just landed on it, and I had a California Reaper, and I was like, "You swallowed it." You just swallowed it. I was like, "It's fine." And then it Logan had it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "It's like the hottest pepper in the yeah, world." Him, him and Zoe were just like demolishing like milk and water and stuff, and I was like, "It's fine." Yeah, I, I don't know, were, I don't know yeah. what the issue is. <laughs> Well, they they had um, it was a, a California Reaper biltong that they made, and I was just like, "Ooh, okay, yeah, I'll try a bit of that." Go on then. And then they gave us sort of like you know like three or four sort of bits. Let's just call them strands. Yeah, they're not, but whatever, or chunks, sure. So they gave us sort of three or four, I think, to share. Um, but I know that my friends they're not really into it. But you know, I offered it out anyway, and they were just like, "No." Because no. <laughs> as soon as he said like, "Oh, California Reaper," I was like. I know what that is. That's like the hottest <laughs> pepper in the world. Like, what are you talking about? And so I just downed the whole thing. Ugh. Um, and like they said that they it wasn't just like it wasn't just sort of like they just grated fifty of them and then smushed them all over us. Like they've experimented and get the got the blend right, so it's not yeah. So you get the flavor crippling. more than the the heat. Yeah, but it's it's just a super intense spice flavor. But it doesn't you know it doesn't burn a fucking hole through your throat yeah. or whatever. Um. So I bought some of that because it was delicious and they had like some uh, caramelised red onion jerky, which is amazing. And to the point, Callum, obviously all of this got eaten the day after <laughs> I got back from there. It was all gone, all of it. Um, I've emailed the company and said, I've looked on your website for some more of this stuff and you haven't got it, what are you playing at? And they've emailed back and we're just like, oh yeah, we made it for trade shows, but now it's like it's so popular. Like We're going to have to start like putting it up on the site, we'll let you know. So I'm hoping to cultivate a relationship with these people. I want them on the podcast. Yeah. I want this. I want this podcast to be sponsored by I Am Carnivore Biltong. Look them up. Buy some shit from them because they're fucking amazing. Everything else was <laughs> it, 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 it didn't compare <laughs> to that. It was amazing. See, as I don't like um, spicy food, um, I think I'll yeah, give, I I'll, I'll give, it, I'll give it this. <laughs> yeah, I could just but, swallow um, it straight. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, let's go just swallow it straight without chewing it <laughs> I mean, you're kind of you're missing the whole point of it really but um like it's, it's the juiciness it's the you know it's just it's great quality meat I, I like jerky um, i just don't like spice it's not i don't like well, spicy they, food I, my body can't handle spicy food <laughs> some people just yeah they just they're not programmed for yeah. it you know but um you know i bought a bunch of other stuff there was another brand i'm just gonna i'm just gonna plug all these brands because i actually bought from them because i fucking like them but i sent a picture of it to you and zoe i think as well um there's like a, a dairy free basically just sort of free of everything uh called cocoa oh, um, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a milk it's like a coconut milk 
and I could not get over how good it was. Like, because I, as people may know, you know, I've been sort of eating more healthily and whatever. Um, as a, aside from the jerk, you probably don't show that, but it's treat day, fuck it. Um, but I've been drinking, well, I haven't been drinking, I've been like making smoothies or whatever with like, um, like soy milk, like just protein, like plant protein yeah. milk. Never drink it on its own. It tastes like the inside of a dog's arsehole. Yeah. It's just got, co- it's like, it's, it's like it tastes like the good. cardboard it's <laughs> served in. It's awful, right? Great for making smoothies and milkshakes, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it, like as a base ingredient yeah. to like add stuff into, absolutely. But then it's being flavoured and textured by yeah, other things. Stuff in it. You don't just you don't just take like drink that on its own. But this stuff, it just tastes like normal milk. This just got like a hint of coconut in it. It's delicious, and like to the point where I could just drink an entire bottle. I bought five. Well, you buy five items that they're selling for a quid each. Mental. That's and they cheap keep for like a, a year. Show, though, that is. Uh, well, that's it. Like it was, it was a reduced price for the trade show, which is like that's the opposite. Uh, it's like, normally you, the other way around. You, you bump your prices up a little bit because you know people there they're a bit sort of they're a bit flash or you know stupid. They're just on a shopping spree and they you know just go for it. Dan Dan only went to do his his like weekly shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but we're now sure. going to go over who's our special guest, Dan. It's. Um, unbelievably, um, it's a senior level designer from Cyberpunk 2077 and other things that other he's games as well. worked on before div- that you also division. will have heard of and things to come as well. It's Max Pears. Let's all say hello to Max Pears. And here we are. We're joined by the lovely Max. Uh, hello, Max. Welcome aboard. It's very, very nice to have you. Thank no, you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Look at these. You got blue and purple and green. Look at all this oh, sexy yeah. backgrounds we got here. The See, the st- it's, it's sexy or Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's morphing time, boys. It's morphing time. Finally, a fellow Power Rangers <laughs> fan. <laughs> oh God, shut up, Perry. <laughs> right. um, so, Max, you're going to be here today. You're going to talk a little bit about yourself. You've got some yeah. books that we've had a look over as well that we'd like you to uh, kind of plug. I guess is the best word for it. Um, so, Callum, I know that you want to talk about the books, mate, so you fire away. Yeah, uh, it's obviously got two books available. Yes. Um, mm. I am I'm quite the idiot. So, <laughs> I just want to put... <laughs> second, <laughs> second, <laughs> um, second motion. But obviously, the, these, are ga- these are books uh, based on, on, obviously, video game and video game creation and yeah. development and stuff. Mm. Um, you've got Let's uh, Design Exploration and Let's Design Combat. And Correct. as an yes. idiot... I understood everything perfectly, and <laughs> and I know that might not seem like a big deal, but like just or the, a striking endorsement. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, like the the, the <laughs> it just makes me sound more stupid. But the fact that it's got like visual aids to it, um, yeah. and it, and it's very there's a lot of information, but it's not like like everything coming at you all at once. Yeah. Um, and I I really like the kind of like bite-sized bullet point-esque nature to it um i'm not saying that after reading these i can go right i'm gonna make a game (laughs) (laughs) that's it swish i did find them very very interesting and there was Mm. at least three or four points that funnily enough um me and dan actually discussed unrelated to this um one of the things being about uh, you mentioned about naughty dog um, using the colour yellow to highlight certain 
um, yes. parts of the games. And mm. me and Dan had a quite a long, lengthy conversation um, not too long ago um, about that very thing. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of hand holding, but mm. Naughty Dog are the very crafty little buggers where they kind of trick you, <laughs> and and yes. it's just kind of in your head, and you go, "That's the other thing I can climb that." And they, and they do yeah. the same thing in in like Tomb Raider and um, and stuff like that. And I think it's a very smart visual aid without going go on give us your hand let's go yeah. <laughs> let's get off here giant arrow here yeah. here, here. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the like the more advanced you get into level design the more important it is to kind of communicate with players subconsciously right like like you said for the most part we as designers don't want to hold hands and we don't think the play is stupid right like and you can see that the the industry is obviously growing and it has you know, peaks and troughs now, but it's growing in the direction of that. You know, we obviously have the Soul series now. You can see that a lot more games are kind of throwing you in there. Like tutorials used to be, and there still there is still is those tutorials of look left, look right, because you need to introduce new players, right? But you can see that we're we're kind of moving away with that. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? That just throws you into the yeah. mix of it. You know, God of War has some great elements like that as well, and many more that I've probably not even mentioned there. And as I said, I think that's that's part of the the song and dance when you're doing this design when you when you do this thing called design. Like, <laughs> but no, like when you're when you're trying to design, you you're trying to think of a way to not be in the face, but try to make it realistic, believable, and as I said, not not in your face about it. So yeah, it's a a great thing. And you know, this here that we're seeing right now, this could develop and change in X years as well. Who knows as well? Maybe won't use it as much who knows depending on the type of levels how we structure things moving yeah. forward so yeah it's brilliant things it's great to see just how different people work and create as, as well so yeah i mm. think it's a great tool as i said and as i said communicating subconsciously is kind of the aim of the game in in some regards with guidance i think you can actually chart that out to some degree because i think that there's mm. there's a lot of games like tomb raider for it like i i'm I'm a big supporter of the more subtle kind of, you know, other oh, sort of just, you know, it's a light down here and, you know, oh, it's, well, there's a bad guy down there. So that's probably, you know, the sort of area, which is quite old school, but I still think it works. As soon as you find another bad guy, oh, you're on the right track. Um, and when it's just like everything just being color coded, um, honestly, depending on how it's done, it can be a bit on the nose. Like I think that yes. Tomb Raider sometimes it's always just like, so I'm in this, you know, Venezuelan jungle and yet, it's four different surfaces have all got identical <laughs> white scratch marks on it so i know that i can climb up there and stuff and it's it's fine but i prefer the the more sort of like um like you say like a breath of the wild or assassin's creed say where if you can pretty much reach it you can climb on it yeah and that you know that that's you can kind of make your own traversal that way which i always thought was was quite nice but um i think it's is it a ghost of shishima uh, um i think it's like the like the the kind of the big pointy arrow of go this way yeah. is like the wind and like leaf yes. direction yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that that i think is perfect i think oh, yeah. that, i think that that is just very well done. such a clever way of doing it so it's not a huge blinking light and it's not a hood that's taken up half the screen it's just it's subtle environmental cues that kind of just guide you down the right path without just being blind in the obvious and i think it's it's more thematic and i think that i think you're right i think that is the way that it's going to go rather than just <clears throat> you know it's going to be pure linear you yeah. follow a, a road and then you end up yeah, at point yeah. b you know 
but I mean, as a level designer, then is what's your goal? I mean, are, are, are you are you trying to help people to reach the objective, or are you just trying to make things as open as possible for people to figure it out for themselves? Yeah, it's a it's a great question, mate. And sadly, there's not like a or one answer, should we say? Because the fact that you have so like we were talking about Tomb Raider versus Ghost of Tsushima there, right? Because the fact that Tomb Raider's more kind of hub world design versus Ghost's more open world. And that can really change your approach of design, but not also that, like, what type of mission are we making? Is it uh, a main mission, side mission? All of these will impact how you design. The most important thing that we're trying to design is obviously the player understanding what their objective is and how to complete it, right? That is the most important, in, in my opinion. There's other things that Again, that is not the be-all or end-all before someone comes in and is like, no, it's this. Like, there's <laughs> lots lots to consider. But just on a, a quick, high, high level, you know, communicate the objective, communicate how to get or complete that, right? Like, we'll throw up challenges. We look for thematic, making it realistic, as I said. Those will all come into it at some point. But I said, those are the, the big challenges for us. And it's trying this, as you say, find out the right way to do it in the game that we're making. Because if you look at something like uh, Death Stranding, right? Like that is another open world game, but it's so different because the the fun aspect or the most engaging aspect is your load management and then <laughs> you walking from place mm. to place compared to Ghost, which you, gives you a horse. You can obviously run, but you, the most enjoyable parts I'd say is either the combat or the obstacles that you find there versus Death Stranding says the terrain is the obstacle. Yeah. So when you you understand the core of your game, that's when we can start to figure out, well, how do we actually best sell it? Now, I said that's kind of a, a vague answer. I wish there was more specifics, but really it does depend on the game that we're creating. And there's so many levels that we will make that don't see the light of day because part of the process is finding what works, but also what doesn't work. And that's... You know that's the the challenge for a while for many of us when we're when making games for it is this is this based on you know is this like a creative process that you know the whole design team will go through or is this because of market research focus testing on you know what because i imagine that if you were to get the vast majority of you know casual gamers you know they're interested in their fifas and their call of duties and their fortnights and their whatever you know it's more sort of instant gratification they just want to just whatever the thing is they just want to get that just do it as quickly as possible. Whereas, you know, if you were to get someone who plays primarily Call of Duty and give them Death Stranding, they're going to get bored after about 10 minutes because they haven't <laughs> yeah. shot anybody yet. So do you kind of just, you know, are you sort of following market trends and how, you know, kind of the where the money is, I suppose? Or is it more just sort of like, no, this is the creative vision that we have and we think that people will enjoy that specific vision. So that's what we're going to stick to. Mm, so I, I can say through my career, I've been fortunate enough where market research in terms of chasing the money hasn't influenced any of my design decisions. And it's not to say that stuff doesn't happen, right? We've we've seen the amount of uh, battle royales of recent in, increase on that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's... What you tend to find is obviously there's market research in anything, but it is to more compare, well, okay, well, what works about this game? Like each team, whether it be artists, design animators, will still obviously be inspired by other games that are created around us. And we may take influence 
in something about it and then apply it to to our work but you know tweak it to reflect the game we're working on so for, for me mostly throughout my career anyway it's always been of for the the good of the core of the game and again you need to understand what that core is and then trying to facilitate it right like it's you, we talk a lot about core pillars which i think is really important that should be three to five points of what makes your game and you, you can go look at the any game like uh let's do last of us so crafting story ai let's see and the infected is probably where i'd say maybe there's a fifth but let's just say them on the spot so now i've got these kind of core i need to make sure i hit like three out of four of these in any idea that i try prototype and pitch to anyone because if i only hit one of them if i'm like oh yeah and then i, I craft a rocket launcher survivals it should be the fifth one they'll be like okay but like in terms of survival you only get so many pieces you can't just make a rocket launcher right and then that doesn't help the ai because it's an instant way to wipe out the ai yeah. so we can instantly see oh, okay this doesn't work here and then we fix and design till it, like i said it matches it all comes under these umbrella of our core design pillars for it so that's how it's gone i've nice said i've i've been fortunate enough where i haven't had that to me personally and i don't i don't i don't know what it would be like for that you know there may be suggestions but it's way above my pay grade but there may be suggestions like about like oh this feature we've seen get a lot of great results or engagement we should try put it in hours but again, the, uh, battlefield uh, battlefront syndrome yeah. Just well, loot boxing and aesthetics. They they get all the money in, <laughs> don't they? Well, as I say, like I've not played the new because the new Battlefront's just come out, right? Like, is it just uh, not Battlefield? No, no Battlefield. Not Battlefield. Battlefield. Battlefield yeah. Sorry, guys, I get confused with uh, with those Battlefront Battlefield. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, no, that's it. I've not I've not had anything yet, and all, all the people that I've been fortunate enough to work with and learn from as well have, you know, said everyone's there to make the best game possible obviously games is a business at the end of the day so we also need to make sure that we are profitable otherwise i'm out of a job and, and that yeah. but you know like it's it's always been trying to chase what does that represent what theme can we get here how can i communicate you know you've got some amazing games both AAA and indie communicating emotions through gameplay so if you haven't seen or tried i recommend a game called florence which is done by mountain games and it's all about a relationship about this girl called Florence who meets this guy who she dates but it's how they communicate relationship from a first date they do this really incredible element which is about you know when you're on a first date you don't know how to communicate very well with one another so you've got to build these speech bubbles and at the start it takes like say for example five pieces but as the conversation gets going you two start to click starts to take less four three two and then one final piece and it's just a great way to show how we get more and more comfortable with people and right as we converse so there's a lot of great stuff out there dealing and showing through themes through gameplay and level excuse me level design i'm and... going to install that because that actually sounds quite yeah, that sounds it's, really it's, interesting like for, for my experience of mobile gaming it's not it's not well, prolific shall we say mm. um but you know the ones that i do play they are mainly just sort of games in the typical sense you know it's like a yeah. candy crush or whatever i don't play that 
I was going to say, but... when have you ever played Candy Crush? No. <laughs> just, just, you know, easy, just you're having a poo and you can just sort of piss about on your phone for a bit. There we but... go. Vivid details. Yeah. Of it. But yes, no, like... Oh, funnily <laughs> enough, uh, there you go. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought it was just going to be a picture of you having a poo or something. <laughs> I think it's going to freak my, uh, my... It's going to freak you all out, but there's an ad for Candy Crush Saga right oh on the front God. of the page, which is just, just brilliant. Your mind. Always Why listening. Um, but yeah, Florence, because, yeah, like I say, I just... It's. I, I've never heard of a game that's more evocative rather than just. It's just a game to play to be not bored anymore. I think that's. Well, the... I think. Sorry, no, go no, on no, 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 no. Go on. All, all I was going to say was, um, what a game that you you, you mentioned in in your book is Journey, and mm. that I think it's probably is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played, but. It yeah. was only when when you're talking more more about like environments and and scopes and stuff, but the the mountain that you can see throughout, which is obviously your mm. your end goal point. No point. I've played Journey probably about three or four times, um, and yeah. at no point did I ever did it just cotton into my head that that's that that visual element is there because of because it's your end goal. I just I've just always yeah. just taken it as a it's just part of of the game and it's very very clever yeah it's just yeah. it's just incredibly smart because it's just there it's dead dead subtle and i think like th that's what this kind of sounds like the same kind of there's a lot more to it and it's a in a reasonably simplistic um yeah. kind of presentation of it and the same people made uh is it, i think it's called flower um yes really yep. just petals just swooping about Flowing through yeah. and again it's a, it's a really really gentle game i don't like it as much as journey but um that that's to me that's just off off your description of it that's what this yeah sounds like no you, you can find it in the same category right where it is a bit of more of an emotional uh you know direction that it pulls you in and that is you really in part part of it as we said that's what's great about games right we have those ones that can just entertain us for the sake of entertainment ones to help us communicate with our friends that you know especially during covid right we can go hang out with them play mmos call of duties whatever that we as a, a collective are into and then we can have these solo journeys which make us think and feel yeah like you know like art so yeah depends what you're looking for yeah. people try Florence. So a lot of friends of mine worked on that and yeah i'm gonna i'm so genuinely definitely gonna give it a go that sounds quite interesting I, I, I'm, um, but, I'm a big on, fan on, of sorry. um of like more personal i mean obviously like we me and dan play a lot of games together but um i if i could only play a certain game and nothing else don't know why mm. why this automatons coming. Yeah, someone's someone's <laughs> giving you this life yes. altering choice. Probably Boris, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it probably would be those more personal. Maybe not so much yeah. like Journey, but stuff like Last of Us and uh, just stuff mm. where I can just really get into it. And I don't know, it's it's hard to describe because I haven't got a style of game. Like I'll play, I'll try anything. Yeah. Me and Dan have religiously for many years bagged on Fortnite for being awful and I it turns out I'm naturally very good at it so I really like it now but it's because you're playing with children Callum I've told you this hey I get them wins <laughs> it's all it counts it's all about the numbers 
but but no i mean it could could be anything like even like the lego games where they're incredibly incredibly simple but yeah the lego games are a great call yeah i i I, I, because i think that they are they they span every generation like there's because they are simple in terms of you know how they handle and what they look like you know it's kind of like just playing like uh, an old n64 game or something like that it's just move and button to do a thing yeah. and that's pretty much all you need to do it um but they're so engaging yeah and like I've, I've got most of them if not all of them i think that uh, lord of the rings one's probably the only one i haven't got but i'll wait until there's a remaster of that and they redo it all and i'll buy that one instead yeah no it's Again, it's incredible because there's different ways to hook someone, right? Like we said, either it could be your skill level in Fortnite, right? Where you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good at this and this is <laughs> something that I'm really enjoying for it. Or it can be that simplicity of you playing, and I use simplicity as an endearing term, not yeah, a negative yeah. term. Mm-hmm. And that of like Lego games where you get to relive some of these great IPs, but in a entertaining sort of new new way, right? And that again just the the amazing work of games right like the range and the spectrum they can all fall on is truly incredible and yeah, great definitely. for all of us no matter what type of player you are for sure is that what um, brought you to the industry was it you know because you are you just a big gamer in general and wanted to help help with the process or were you more of just a creative kind of person that you just gravitated towards it naturally <laughs> creative god you should see my stick man even they are embarrassing like, no, like, it's all about the money it, yeah exactly you can tell this by my lavish green screen and technical difficulties i'm rolling in money but no like it's it, it came in kind of twofold for for me honestly um so we're gonna go a little bit heavy here so i'll try to keep it a little bit lighter like don't worry i've got the booze so I'll, I'll be yeah, all right anyway. so the first one was playing Metal Gear Solid and just watching oh. my dad and my uncle play. And it was the boss fight with Grey Fox. Mm. And nothing's cooler than a than a robotic ninja yeah. for, a, a, you know, <laughs> uh, it must have been six or something. So, and then just seeing the fact that my dad was pressing something and it was causing a reaction on the screen. It's just like, what? You're fighting right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for me, like, I... Uh, I lost my mum when I was when I was eight, and I really went into to games as a form of escapism. And I think for me, it was seeing how they made me feel. There's a great one, uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which I was a huge fan of. Yes, mm, And they had this. Uh, I think it's called like DMW or something, which is supposed to be you know, like a mechanic to represent your emotions and. Once you met new people, it was basically like a slot machine, but it'd be these people's faces. And every time it would line three up, it would trigger a memory with them. And then this would either increase your stats or debuff you depending on it. And I'd, I loved that kind of communication. And I think for me, it was a combination of this, wow, like you're part of the story, right? Like yeah. films can play whether we press a button or not. But with games, you have to be involved in the most part. And then, you know, as we just talked about, like we've seen games come leaps and bounds to where they once were and emotionally impact us as players, whether that is just joy of winning, you know, Fortnite match or through an emotional journey from journey, right? And that for me is is what inspired me is that it's a new age of communicating incredible stories and hopefully reaching people 
in in some emotional level and some way mm. to help them think or process what's it's interesting that because i was i i don't um I, other than you know kind of like really well-written stories and characters that you just kind of get invested in you know like mm. uh like you say like final fantasy is a perfect example i think when i played final fantasy 7 um when that was actually on the playstation when i was a kid um that kind of changed my whole perception of what games were or what they could be like this this was more than just a button masher or whatever you know there was real sort of heart in it um but there's there's you know there's there's only i guess it's maybe maybe it's just poor choice or not looking far enough on my part but it there's not a huge amount of games these days that kind of actually get me involved or you know think i i need to play more of these but the the one that kind of took me the most off guard was probably ori um and oh, the yeah. will of the wisp um yeah. i hadn't played blind forest um and then because of game pass we love game pass over here um <laughs> but ori 2 dropped on game pass and i played that and i remember for no particular reason it was just it was just a swell of music and it was just the incredible sort of like the visuals and the animation of ori and yeah. just how how beautiful everything was i just teared up i was just like i don't understand how this can be this beautiful and just like it just it completely encapsulated me and there's there's so little games that just seem to get an honest reaction from people and i think that if you're as a designer and that's the kind of response that you want from people everything else kind of goes out the window you know you know what was the rating on rotten tomatoes doesn't matter you know what was the metacritic score doesn't how much was the cost blah 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 none of that matters as long as you actually start to draw people into that world and get them yeah. feeling something whether that's you know a good or a hatred towards a certain person or yeah you know a, a thing that happened though. in a world i think if you had that yeah. if you if you had that feeling for every game like or or it wouldn't be special and mm. there's a game that springs to mind and i've 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 definitely spoken to to dan about it before and i'm pretty sure i've mentioned it on the podcast but many many years ago when uh cutter night show public 2 came out mm. um it was i'd been playing it for a long time and it was right. about, it was about like three or four in the morning and spoilers for a 25 year old game um <laughs> when when Kreia, um makes the ebon hawk crash and everyone dies i remember yeah. walking over to like the edge of like the cliff face bit um where it was trying to use force powers to <laughs> bring this shit back yeah. and just like well it up and then my granddad banging on the door she's like grow a pair of balls you're 27 no that's it it's finding those games right yeah. and when you do find it it makes it more more powerful for yeah. us and it's but again it's hard right because you you mentioned there right down how it's it's hard to find that and part is with adults there's time another sad thing is we get more we become more of a cynicist as we get older right like we mm. we have that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things where again like it, it's a shame but like it doesn't mean that it doesn't still happen to us it doesn't mean that yeah. we still can't find those gems that just connect and bring some form of emotion to us all and that is yeah that's the most you know people design for different reasons and there is no right or wrong answer just make that avidly clear i just think that 
because every game is different not every game wants to do that not every game wants to keep you hooked emotionally but as long as you're getting some reaction from the player and it's the right reaction you're after i think that is the most amazing thing that we can we as developers can can do and what we all try strive for i think that's 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 a a really good point that and i think it's it's it harkens to something that i kind of wanted to talk to you about anyway really but i i don't want to talk for you know a group of people in Mm. in any it doesn't matter who it is but i I always get the impression that maybe it's just social media it's just the internet just ruining everything for everyone (laughs) forever but um when like you know people like yourself you know people who you know genuinely care about not only the industry but the people that they're making these products for um they're just they're torn apart because of something that in pretty much every instance has got nothing to do with them and it's so so far above them and yet they are being penalized or bullied or they get death threats which just i mean i know we me and cal have talked about this before we just we don't understand the mentality for someone like that for most people it's just smoke and they just want to cause a bit of a reaction online which is just ridiculous but you know we i suppose we, we need to mention it to some degree but um max has had um also another thing i wanted to ask as well because this is something we had um todd on a few months ago todd mitchell um i know you've um had a chat with him previously on his youtube channel but um when i was looking over some of the todd's work on youtube and i saw that you know he'd, he'd done an interview with you I, I i sort of it piqued my interest and i had a look at your your uh, your own website which is um maxpairs.com pairs pairs um but the the one thing that i just couldn't quite grasp or sort of mm. get my head around was the projects that you've worked on so I'll, I'll name them because i had to write this down because i didn't quite believe it um you're was... a liar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you don't help tr- me now guys play it cool be cool <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, truck license two yeah and pygmy panic two games for um mobile phones mm-hmm. yep. which you know I, I don't think would be unreasonable to say that maybe not a lot of people have ever heard of those no god no no yeah <laughs> but then you went from that to the division mm-hmm. and then from that to cyberpunk like yeah. that to me is you know you, you work at a supermarket for a couple of years stocking shelves <laughs> and then you're in charge of the co-op <laughs> like it just it just you went to you went stop like shelf stacker store manager ceo like just in just one giant leap and like is is this a fairly typical kind of journey for a developer uh i mean i don't i don't know i, I guess because everyone's career and entry is so different in, in their own and uh, i guess i've never really had time to stop and think about it to be to be honest because you know w- once you arrive there you're like oh god you know how do i <laughs> Because imposter syndrome kicks in massively all all the time, and you're like, God, they're gonna find out soon that I'm not all this in <laughs> a bag of chips, you know. But uh, it's, you know, I mean, the the funniest one for me is so the first trailer of Cyberpunk that ever aired, I think it was like 2012 or 2013. 
I was working on mobile games at the time. Truck license two minutes into the top 50 app charts, boys and girls. So <laughs> we, we made it as far as I was concerned, yeah. just, just like Angry Birds. You know, we never oh, made well, it. You, you've been tired now. You just, yeah, you just, exactly. This is just pocket money now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I could have, like I said, look at this beautiful setup. You know, this, <laughs> this isn't normal green. This is emerald green, pure emeralds to make this. But no, yeah, but it's, like... not, it's not a filter on his screen. It's <laughs> fog because his, his crack apps is being fumigated at the moment. Yeah, that's it. But no. <laughs> like I, I remember watching the first trailer of Cyberpunk being god that'd be amazing to work on a game like that and then it like happened it was like it's mind-blowing but it, I mean it all comes down to like anything like how hard and I don't want to sound like a motivational video because loads of them are just lots of <laughs> nonsense by Michael but like it was but do buy the book they say buy the books <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was it just just hard work of making sure that everything that I was doing at work and then personal work was always getting better and then making sure I have, you know, contacts as well and networking in, you know, how I got into to Ubisoft is, uh, is, a, is a funny one because I was working on mobile games and there was a conference up in Middlesbrough where I was at university in Teesside and one of the guests was named Andy Willens, who's now the... Is it game director or studio director over at Sumo Digital Newcastle? A great, great guy. Oh, Sumo. Yeah. Um, I, I was literally talking about them earlier today. They made the little big. Uh, the, yes, uh, the they did. Little yeah. Big Planet. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Big Planet yeah. Three and the racing version and the Sackboy story. I think I've forgotten the right. new one's name, but that's the the other one they did. Big Adventure. Um, yes, thank you. And <laughs> they do great work. And uh, we met at a conference and we just had a good laugh and. We, he saw some of the work that I was doing at the time. And then I entered this competition called Dare to be Digital in 2013. And that's where Pygmy Panic was made. And this was like an augmented reality game where we we're trying to bring like a, a child's best friend to life. And you had to protect it from like these big brutes trying to kidnap your friend. And because he was a judge on that, and again, we just met, we had a good time and he reached out and said, we've got a position coming, you interested? And that's what happened. Wow, so you didn't even just apply for a job, they just offered you one. Oh, I guess, I don't know if it was offered, but like, it was definitely, they put me forward for the interviews. And, you know, I also met uh, Manny Diaz, who is uh, the game director, I believe now at Ubisoft uh, Newcastle. And he, at the time he was lead level designer. And I showed him Pygmy Panic and he loved that. And yeah, it was, it was great, honestly, you know, to, to meet these incredible people, to learn from them, but to also be given my chance because of, again, and there's nothing, just to make it clear, there's nothing wrong making mobile games. I had a great time doing it. I learned so much from it. And there are, when you play Florence, you'll see that there's there's more and more growing from there than, than what it used to be when I was in, in that side of the industry. And yeah, I've just been very fortunate you know, like me and my dad collected those Edge magazines for years, <laughs> and I've, I've now got an interview in there. I've got that up there, and that to me is surreal. And that's not as like a brag or anything. That's just a surreal moment. No, brag it's, about it's just it. A really cool that's brag. definitely something yeah. to brag about. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no. And, very proud. You know, it's it's nice. It is nice. But like I say I don't really stop to to think about how my career's changed. Shall we say over the time, just because. There's always something more to learn. There's always something to improve upon. I am not the, the finished product and I have so much to learn from so many more incredible people that are far 
better and smarter than, than I am. And I just, you know, I, I'm still chasing that nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 game, which makes people feel that's, that's what I'm personally still chasing. And, you know, there's still a lot for me to learn and get there. And that's, that's I mean, what where, motivates me. Where, where do you see that? Because I mean, in terms of working as a senior level designer on Cyberpunk, I mean, that is a game that is one of the most hyped of the last few years yeah you know, rightly or wrongly so um you know me and Callum, we've talked yeah, about we really, it on numerous really occasions um yeah i really liked it i mean you know i'm not gonna lie and say that it's 100 percent perfect because no. you know nothing ever is yeah, you know but even, um, even your your 10 out of 10s 100 out of 100 like they're not perfect no. yeah, there'll be something that there's always gonna be it, yeah, yeah. There's, there's never gonna be that definitive that def definitive no. version of a game um, but in, in terms of just how big of a project that must have been and how much was kind of riding on it and how much exposure it had for everybody like it, you know would everything else seem below that kind of excitement train or you know it, does that even matter to you you know it's it's a strange one because like i, I got to experience e3 twice because of that and like i was there when the keanu reeves so like i you we know, I lost there, it when I, we were watching that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we did yeah we recorded that live and watched yeah. that and when keanu came out we just couldn't believe it yeah i was honestly surprised what a trooper. Week, to be honest and uh but like you know i was there for that i got to go to tokyo game show as well and like these are things that like, you know, I dreamt about as, you know, a, a kid growing up being like, God, and I get to present a game that I'm working on. Like, you know, it's, it, it's a strange thing because like there will probably, I mean, I don't know, but especially like that's a new IP, right? It's not like a sequel or something. And no. like, it's only now where I've worked on a sequel of a game. Cause I'm now at Ninja Theory. Um, and I mean, I don't know if there'll ever be a new IP that has that much hype around it. But again, like, for me, that that doesn't matter per se. Like, it's great to see that, right? Like, because it, war it warms you up when you're seeing people react. The, the reactions you got, the, the kind comments you, you get um, is great. It's, it's awesome. But um, yeah, like, you know, that's, that's kind of just left it where it, where it was, you know, like I've... I've now left the the company, and again, no no bad blood or anything. Like it's just a change of job. Just yeah. make it avidly clear, this isn't any you know. It's just me changing jobs, and just like anyone else does in their day to day life. And it's it's just I'm excited by you know different things and learning. Like honestly, like I said that's a chance to to work on something that could connect people differently, and the chance to do something different is what in inspires me honestly so yeah um if if there's sorry, people on, that sorry sorry man um no no please, if, please. If, if, if there's people that because you're not going to be alone in terms of you know people's actual talent being able to be like i can't i can't draw i can't do anything um as um viewers will no doubt know <laughs> um, my old housemate no shut up Callum <laughs> and my old housemate he also worked at a game studio and we had him on um, a few months ago and just watching him work and it's, it's just so far beyond my comprehension I just can't figure it out but there, you know there are a lot of people out there like you you know they'll have they'll have that sort of 
that epiphany or that moment of pure clarity where they just see, oh my God, this is incredible. I have to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than just sort of, you know, just the hard work and, you know, the, the relevant um, kind of qualifications. I mean, is there anything that you would say is kind of, you know, a kind of a key way of developing that career and kind of getting to the heights that you've managed to achieve in such a, you know, reasonably small time? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think for for me i think it's just about making making stuff whether it be levels environments games what whatever it is like and trying to make as much as you can and you don't have to release everything let's make that avidly clear like you won't because take something from start to finish is an insanely long and painful process but just constantly creating and like i said learning is the most important thing so having stuff you can show having ways to to build you know bringing attention to yourself in a positive manner not in a negative one but like will help you so you know like i said even even now into the the industry i'm still making stuff like personal levels like learning how to use different software and it would surprise many of you how bad i suck at new said softwares but <laughs> that's just part of the process and there's nothing wrong with that and it just takes my time so I suppose it's part of the industry as well, though, with how yeah. fast technology moves at the moment. You know, exactly. some of the... I, I, I'm i assuming that you saw, like, the... I think it was the Unreal 6 demo that they showed. Oh, five, five, yeah. Uh, five, sorry, it was, yeah. It's it just... I My brain can't figure out how anyone would even begin to do that. Like, just oh, yeah. having it look... And then in five years, games will be out that look like that. Oh, yeah. And think about what games will be pushing from that five-year point right like it's it's always yeah it's always something crazy out there now boys i don't know if you've got any final questions because it's getting late here and i want to go yeah. spend time with the with the missus so you know That's absolutely fine absolutely fine <laughs> but uh no do you have any final questions or anything that i can answer before we wrap up Ed. uh i am fine but i'll i'll uh link up your um uh your websites and bits and yeah, pieces everything, everything, anything everything you want to say mate. long top no i'm all i'm good you've, you've done more than enough um thank you thank you for joining us it has genuinely no, been a delight and uh, if you ever yeah. if you ever want to come back let us know and oh, uh, sure. we can do it again sure. yeah 100% yeah i'm sure that there's a game that you'll probably want to play at some point. <laughs> Assuming you can find the time with... Yeah, no, I'll find time at some point. Next... Christmas will allow me it at one point, so... You Next know. time right. we'll do it on, okay. your, on your time, so we're the ones that are up late. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have anyone to uh, fall back to. As, uh, I, I've got no excuse. I could just play me. all night. That's You've my deal. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but, um, Max, thank you, thank you, honestly, mate, so much for coming on. I know this has been a long time coming, and it's uh, definitely been worth the wait from us. So uh, thank you very much, and the normal podcast will resume. Yeah. What a bloody lovely guy. What a guy, yeah. right? Very much enjoyed that. The, the video um, with Max is available separately without the rest of the podcast stuff in there. Um, where can they go and look at that stuff, Dan? We're going to swap roles, mate. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you can go to maxpairs.com and on there you'll find uh, not only the projects he's worked on, but his own CV. Um, and there's also, I'll just find the link for it, uh, level design lobby, all one word, dot libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And you can listen to the uh, level design lobby podcast that Max actually runs where he gets like a bunch of 
other level designers and game industry experts. He gets them on and uh, they kind of just talk about games and, you know, how you go about building games and how their experiences have kind of shaped their careers and that sort of stuff. So there's about 100 or so, so there's plenty on there to listen to. Um, I imagine it's only a matter of time before he calls us up and just be like, you guys clearly know what you're talking about. How about you just come on and talk to me and some of these other people that clearly are industry experts and we go... Yeah, I like games. Yeah. <laughs> Just make them better and cheaper, you fucking idiots. Have any of you guys uh, worked on Excite Bike? <laughs> then I'm not interested. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh yeah, uh, no, Quite a nice it, guy, though. yeah, incredibly nice guy. Very much enjoyed it. Um, we we had a, a, a <laughs> we continued the discussion after we finished um, recording. Um, hopefully, going to get him back on for something, whether it's another podcast, whether it's play a game. I know we'll have to see uh, if our if our schedules realign, but um, very so, much because we sorted this out um, a long it was time like ago. March, long time, April ish. Because initially we were going to do something in in June, um, and it was actually when I was at the Star Trek convention the other day that I finally like every, everything the just stars had lined up, and eventually I got confirmation. It was like, yeah, um, Thursday we'll we'll do it. Um, for some reason, Callum, I said to him, it was last Thursday, and I don't know why, because that was that wasn't what we agreed by a long shot. And I but the then time. he emailed me. I but the time off. Obviously, it didn't happen, so I ended up cancelling it. But thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you That's why you I text just you. Come up, That's why I text you to say like, off and uh, come up and kick my fucking head in for wasting everyone's time uh, Texas is like, I couldn't believe it I was just like I've been happening? waiting for fucking months to get this guy on and he's, he seems so nice and he was just so open he was like yeah yeah I'd love to come on and blah 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 and then I fuck him over I, I just <laughs> hope to god that he didn't cancel it not that we're worth cancelling anything for let's just be clear but if he just planned to have a you know a nice poo and watch Rick and Morty <laughs> or something and we just we threw his whole evening out because of me you threw mine fired, out. My opinion. Because <laughs> we specifically said, you give us like a, a broad scope of dates. And I was like, I can't do that week. It'll have to be the week after. And then I saw the emails. But I was like, I'm going to have to put the fucking day off then. Uh, well, I book half a day, sorry. And then um, texted you. It was just like, is it? Is, well, we're still on for, for tonight. And he just texted I said, no. It's like, all right, I'll stay with it. That's like, yeah, so all I, right, prick. I nearly, I nearly fucked it up for everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if it, again, it's very much like I know that he's incredibly busy, and obviously we only have a few hours every other week to squeeze in, yeah. you know, to do stuff together. So all I can do is just say thank you, Max, for joining yeah. us. Um, it was a pleasure. Um, Obviously, if there's anybody else in the industry that would like to come on and talk to two total fucking idiots, then reach out, mm-hmm. drop us a message at podcastvisitplayer.com um, or on right on the, on also, the wall and say, I know more about gaming than you. How about I come on and just prove <laughs> that you to you by a significant margin? And uh, we'll probably take you on. Why not? Also, buy Max's books. Um, they're going along the screen as we speak. And there'll be links in the description and on the website. Um, and our previous um, guest, Todd. Also buy his book as well. Buy all the books. Buy my books. I've got two books released. Langley Shivers. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't got any books. Maybe I should write a book. You should, Dan. We should write one together. Oh, okay. What would that book be about? Um, 
interviewing people in the video game industry about no, the no, industry. Todd did that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ours is about interviewing someone who interviewed people in the industry. Ooh, that's a niche. Yeah. Right there. That's that's a, another level below. <laughs> well, yeah, we should... Um, oh, we've been all serious. Just please head over to uh, all your good... Uh, I, it's the iTunes books, whatever the fucking hell the store's called on iPhones and iPads. Apple iBooks, I guess it is. I Google Play, <laughs> Amazon. It's on the Kindle store. Uh, it's on the Blurb bookstore. Langley Shivers. Oh, Check them out. About your yeah, I don't get to anyone else. He's talking about sell mine. Right, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was rated four and a half out of five by Lily Soft Books. Just saying, putting it out there. <laughs> All right, mate. Jeez, that's on my LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, Christ, we believe you. Anyway, it's been a it's been a good one. It's been a long one, but it's been a good one. And it feels like it's been a well earned one. Yeah, we've got at some point because I know that we've we've mentioned previously that we you know we've got a kind of um you know a very exciting guest on not that all of our guests aren't exciting of course but for various different reasons but um with the projects that max has been working on are a bit more sort of like in the public eye shall we say um so we didn't just want to sort of badger him about cyberpunk and you know what was going on with the release of that i mean to be fair there was still a whole bunch of shit that we wanted to talk to him about but yeah his time is precious and so is yours for listening to this so you know we can't just go on forever and ever and ever even though it makes i I feel like i am going on forever and ever and ever um but we've got plans in the works to get another what i would class as high profile guest as all our guests have been so far apart from zoe probably um it's not really uh, a guest and i'm (laughs) i'm uh, quite excited to get him on because it's someone that we've had correspondence with for a few years or so on and off like very intermittently but someone who's yeah, high profile, shall we say? Yeah, Certainly massively high profile. People that m- may have actually heard of somewhat of a social media, uh, kind of gaming social media kind of person. Yeah. So it's all still a bit up in the air. And again, we need to just, everything just needs to line up quite perfectly. But I enjoy these, Callum. I yeah, like, I like having good. an, an expert very on of the day and picking their brains about certain things and talking to them about what we all know and love. It helps that they're, they're, they're nice, pleasant people as well. Like... Um... We've yet to have a dud where it's kind of just been, come on, I really want to get this over and done with. Like, a David Blaine. Yeah. Or an Avril Lavigne. Remember that interview on this morning? Yeah, I love Avril We just Levine. didn't answer any questions and... Yeah. What a prick. Uh, there's a, um, an interview with Simon Amstel, interviewing Avril Lavigne. I think it's on like Pop World or something like many, many years ago when she's going through like a teeny angsty phase and she's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually like he's asking all these questions and it's just, just nothing and he'll come back and he'll just go and he'll just look at the camera and just go <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny find it on YouTube it's fucking hilarious I will do it's yeah. super old he's just like okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no but we'll, we'll, we'll try and do some more of these anyway but that's that's yeah. more than enough for this week so Callum thank you very much for uh, attending yeah thanks for taking right. part in the whole situation thanks, always, always a pleasure sir always a pleasure and we'll see you on the next one and uh, as, as always, check out the website www.podcastvisplay.com. Um, all of the podcasts, interviews, let's plays, game shows, animations. There's probably some old giveaways that have already expired, but check them out. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, we shall see you on the next one. See you later. <laughs>